I recently spoke with a man who had the privilege of being present at the moment his father died. And his father had had a heart attack. It looked like he was going to die soon. His son came, sat with him, and was with him for a little while. And then he stopped talking. And the son held his father's hand, and the father held his son's hand. Contact. And even though his father was no longer speaking, he would squeeze his father's hand, his father would squeeze back. He'd sit quietly. And then he would squeeze his father's hand, and his father would squeeze back. And he said it was like sonar, you know, sending out a signal, signal comes back. This went on for just a little while, and he squeezed his father's hand, and there was no squeeze back. His father had died just prior to that, right? Now, this man had been a monk for a very long time, had a very strong practice of mindfulness, including being present when things are difficult. And he watched as this nothing came back. And the son who was with his father, and there was no more father, his world as a son vanished, collapsed. And he felt this, he didn't describe it as vertigo, but it was a sense of uh, not just like emotional loss, but a sense of uh, the bottom coming out of his self, of his life right there. And he watched the whole thing. And I'd like to offer that this is what we're doing all the time. You and I are doing it right now. S something goes out, something comes back. The eyes go out, the eyes come back. Words go out, listening comes back, maybe words come back. And with all our loved ones, our work partners, people on the street, back and forth, pinging, coming back. And as we do so, just like our friend, we're becoming into that, this self being born in each relational contact. The exquisite sensitivity of this organism is 
a sensitivity to light, to sound, to touches and internal sensations, to tastes and smells, and of course even to our own thoughts, the sensitivity. And each contact, a touch. Touch. So we see something as simple as a tree. And there's a touch. And the responsiveness of the organism in that moment is the pure seeing and the feeling and so on. And then all that arises up from that, which quickly becomes, of course, not just pure color, not just tree, but I am seeing and beautiful and uh, I wish I could stay here, I wish I could live here, I'm going to cut that tree down and make a house, whatever. And so the coming into being, nourished by these contacts, is constantly happening with trees and glasses of water and food. When the seen and the heard is another human being, not only are all of these neural circuits and hormonal responses that have been conditioned by millions of years of evolution of the organism to be exquisitely configured to specific sensitivity to another human. Not only is that happening, but you have the additional fact that the other, unlike perhaps the glass of water, is exquisitely responsive. And so the becoming in this between in this vibrating back and forth, like the father and the son, is bringing forth a sense of self. The father was squeezing, even as he approached death, his son's hand. He wasn't squeezing a teddy bear. This was his son's hand. And then he let go of the world. Our meditation practice brings us into a quality of intimacy with experience that increases as the mindfulness, investigation, energy, joy, tranquility, concentration, equanimity, as these grow, the intimacy with the moment of contact increases. And perhaps we can begin to see the back and forth of this push-pull, not just with other humans, but with every contact. And this sensitivity 
if we think of it, if we look at it, that aspect of it that's just with, let's say, uh, a physical sensation, we can discover some really important things, things that have to do with suffering and the end of suffering, the basic question, the basic problem of the Dhamma, suffering and the end of suffering. That's what we're here to explore, right? To realize. So something touches and it's unpleasant. Let's say there's pain, physical pain. And what does the organism do? Of course, the uh, conditioned response, in some cases, the, the physiological reflexive response is contraction, pulling away as an act of self-protection. It's hot, it's sharp. We need these kinds of responses, yeah? When the touch of pain endures, we have this opportunity, if there's sufficient curiosity and stability of mind, what is going on here as, I, as I'm pulling away? And we begin to see that the pulling away actually has within it this, this uh, uh, strong aversion associated perhaps with we've had the pain before, and so we've got a whole construct around it, or perhaps this feeling of uh, helplessness in the face of pain, and, and that has its own set around it, and all kinds of things can happen in that moment. But in the moment, of course, it's just sensation. So let's look at what's happening in this contact. Just like the father and son, there's a relationship. How am I being present with this? And pausing is the continued mindfulness of this pain, of this sensation. And relax is this invitation to dwell right there and <coughs> not turn away. Right? So this normal aversive response to physical pain is actually being remolded or worked with or at least looked at. So awareness can, if you will, enter, be next to, adjacent with the pain, the unpleasant sensation, the strong unpleasant sensation. And it begins to discover what is the nature of this and finds that it's actually a changing you know a whole complex of sensations are in there and even the reactive response which is now you know reduced by way of curiosity of meditation of mindfulness tranquility we can stay with it and now as we enter into this intimate relationship with pain receiving, relaxing, allowing, then that which was perhaps gripping and holding and resisting and making worse, tightening, 
begins to let go. And maybe something inside the pain that we weren't even aware of, you know, maybe it's something that has to do with something that didn't even seem to be in the room, some relationship elsewhere or some event elsewhere or some memory elsewhere, that too begins to shift because it's associated with the pain. We're very, very complex in case you hadn't noticed, (laughs) right? I mean, these are mysteries how all this stuff is related, but it's all one body-mind. Right? So all those memories are as stored in the body as they are in your neural networks. All of those patterns of wanting and resistance are stored in the whole interactive system. So these kinds of investigations and shifts are really uh, holistic, in the being. And so pause and relax is a way of being with this in a sort of with some specificity because of the complexity of interpersonal practice. But we see that there's this relational aspect that's happening moment by moment. So when I pause, it's not just a physical pain I may be experiencing, but it's this whole incoming stream of, you know, your image and your words and, and even the complexity of what you're saying is getting through and into me in ways that are beyond what the thinking mind can know. It's way too nuanced and complex to, to tease it apart. But it is happening. Here it comes. And meanwhile, I'm responding in ways I don't even know. My face is responding. My body is responding. So the relational practice is something that we can bring attention to. It's something that can be specifically noticed and skillfully cultivated as an aspect of sati, of mindfulness and skillfully developed to where this knowing the relational nature of this moment actually rather than throws us off base because, oh, this is really complex, becomes uh, an aspect or a foundation, an establishment for really good meditation practice. Each contact is that opportunity, human and otherwise. Human, complex, okay, that's just how it is. The rest of it is too, but this is a special case, right? Understanding that, working with it, knowing that, going in, knowing that, 
we say, okay, I'm going to do this with awareness and I'm going to do it, if you will, intelligently, intentionally. Not intelligently like, oh, I understand all this stuff and I'm going to bring in all this thinking, understanding. No, intentionally. So we look at other, self, both, in the same way that we encounter bush, eye, and the contact that arises as consciousness comes up of this bush and this eye, this external object, the internal sense space, the sensitivity, and wow. So let me ask you a question. What are you seeing right now? You don't have to answer. Just notice what you're actually seeing with the eyes, the eye contact. Okay? So there's this touch. If it happens to be the image of this form here, this bodily form, then that's what it is. So what are you seeing? Well, technically, you're seeing your visual cortex. It's not something out here. You're assembling you know, something into what you're seeing. So am I out here? Is this out here? Take a look for yourself. It's a little dizzying. But you got to let that happen, you know. You want to challenge your perspective. It's like that with all of it. This sensitivity, sense base, whatever it is in the world, the building of the world, moment by moment, moment by moment, this is what we're doing. Here it is. Welcome to your life. Building the world, this fathom-long body, and the world is being built within it. Not saying it does or doesn't exist. I'm with the Buddha on that one. I don't say everything exists. I don't say everything doesn't exist. I say it's dependently originated. And that's what's happening right now. So here we have it. Each moment from the history of my life, it seems like this. Did you bring your history with you? Check it right now. Can you feel it? Can you feel your history? I'm kind of curious, is there anyone who can't? No, no, it's entirely possible. It might just seem abstract, but for me it's like, I can taste it. I can taste my history. 
and each moment the world is built at the tip of this history. In Buddhist talk, Sankara Pachaya Vinyana, consciousness is arising dependent upon all this constructing work. Every prior contact here. And it's like this. So we enter into this moment knowing this, humbly knowing this, humbly knowing, wow, I get the extent to which this life is conditioned and I tumble forward on this history. And what is freedom? What is freedom? Is it possible? Is it even possible to not be driven by all of the energy behind that history, all of those urges? Not that there wouldn't be some manifesting just based on, you know, genetics and, you know, habits and culture. No problem. But am I a prisoner? of the hunger inside it? That's the question. Suffering and the end of suffering. Right here in the relational moment. We are experiencing it if we want to. It's quite beautiful. It's very humbling. And if we allow ourselves, very hopeful. Suffering should be known. The hungers, the pushing of all of this should be released, abandoned. (coughs) And this cooling is to be realized through a path. That's what we're doing here. A relational path. It doesn't leave anything out. Relation to trees, relation to humans, relation to the moment, contact. Pause, relax, and it's the totality. That's our practice. Thank you. I hope it serves in some way. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.